0: we will cover first 10 and 11 which are the verses about bodhicitta the awakened heart the awakened mind or the mind of enlightenment and there's a short uh, traditional definition of bodhicitta which we will flesh out uh, tonight. But this uh, short traditional definition is bodhicitta, the awakened heart, is the intention to embody your potential to uh, to its highest possibility. So to awaken to your potential and to embody your potential to its highest level for the benefit of all living beings. So bringing this into, into this evening would mean to find your own way to connect with the yearning in your heart to be free for your own benefit and for the benefit of all the living and feeling beings. So just notice if it makes a difference if you say, I'm here tonight for my own benefit but also for the benefit of all living beings, of all feeling beings So it's a kind of, okay, I'm, I'm here for myself because I suffer and then I'm here for everyone else as well So just notice, does that make a difference? And if it does, if it doesn't make a difference then we might consider to bring that intention also in other activities throughout the day. So you get up in the morning not because you should or because you have no choice or because you, you have to make money but because for the benefit of all living beings and then you make breakfast and and maybe you live alone so you make breakfast for yourself but you do that not only for your own benefit but for the benefit of all living beings and then you go to work and maybe it's a shitty work but come on do it for the benefit of all living beings and and then you have a crisis and a difficult time in your in your life and uh, you do it for the benefit of all living beings. And then you do therapy or, or you meditate, you work with your anxiety and you do it for the benefit of all living beings. And you raise your children you live in the in your relationship and you do so for the benefit of all living beings and in the late afternoon you go to the fitness center and you do it for the benefit of all living beings and in the evening you watch uh, a movie And you do it for the benefit of all living beings. And then in the evening you go to bed. And you go to bed for the benefit of all living beings. And then you die. And you do it for the benefit of all living beings. We sit quietly for the benefit of all living beings. So benefiting all living beings um, starts with making friend with who you are, making friend with your own energy making peace. So if you allow your awareness to drop into the body, you do it for the benefit of all living beings. You with the breath of all living beings. And you appreciate the sense of aliveness, you appreciate to be conscious, to be aware, and that connects you with all living beings. Tension, softening the belly, softening the shoulders. of control, letting go of the need to feel good, letting go of pressure. And here letting go happens The attention of bodhicitta invoking the power of bodhicitta calls all the buddhas and bodhisattvas. So you feel the presence, the radiance of compassion all around you. Like sitting in the sun. then see if you can drop back into your hands, into your belly, noticing the breath. Then if possible, dropping or open uh, to the stillness, to the gentle presence which we share. invitation to connect with a soft spot in your heart. That there is already a goodness in the wish to stop to harm those people and those animals and even more so to be of help Thank <laughs> you. The two verses about bodhicitta, 10 and 11. And uh, first, 10 is uh, is, uh, they distinguish two different lineages within the cultivation of bodhicitta, and one of them goes back to the Master Sangha. It's the first 10, based on this reasoning uh, that everyone is scared for you as your mother. Uh, it's uh, traditionally described in seven steps, which I will not all mention, but I will go through the reasoning. And the second, uh, the second verse, first uh, 11, goes back to the Master Shantideva, and that is the practice of ex- exchanging yourself with others than being practiced as Tonglen. So we will talk in the second half of this evening, we will talk of the practice, how to practice Tonglen, the giving and taking. I think I would like to read to you uh, how Ken McLeod describes what Bodhicitta is in a kind of poetic uh, and <coughs> experiential way, like his, he tries to, in his description, he tries to give us images how it would feel, how, how bodhicitta feels, so it's a bit of a kind of, we don't do it in a meditative way, but it's a kind of guided meditation. So he writes Take a moment and consider all the beings in the world People in every walk of life Animals and even insects Billions upon billions Each and every being is just like you Struggling with life in different ways Struggling to survive Struggling with change who are struggling to make sense of it all. So consider all the beings in the world and consider that every being is just like you. So this is the poetic invitation to connect with something which is called in the traditional teachings equanimity which is like the invitation to cultivate a sense of kinship a sense of recognition with, with all living beings through acknowledging that we all struggle it's like and for that of course you need to come to the a sense that you are here because you suffer And, and that's not—I mean—that's not what what we usually say. If you go to a course, or why you, why you are here? So, but in order the, the foundation of uh, this kind of genuine compassion is needs to have an acknowledgement also. Wow, my life is difficult. I'm struggling, and everyone else does the same. And it's not it's not like and, and that would be also true this kind of acknowledging this kind of struggle would be also true if right now in your life everything is going well like if you really like nobody does here but if if you if you uh, if you if your life would like really like i mean you know everything is just swell then you still if you if you uh, realize that this level of struggle then you still would say I'm struggling and everyone else does and it's not our fault it's not that we didn't that we didn't didn't make the right decisions or that something is wrong with us so that is the, the first step the, the development of equanimity the sense of wow uh, you, know, you you go through you 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 go through the city you sit in a bus and you have a sense of that you know everyone of course you don't know their name and how, what they do but who cares i mean that will pass anyway but deep down on that level you you, you know everyone His Holiness expresses this often when he says, we all want to be happy and we all want to avoid suffering. So now, imagine you have the ability to free all these beings from their struggles and from the pain those struggles cause them. So imagine you have the ability, imagine that. You have the ability to free all these beings from their struggle. All beings, including the ants, animals, cows, all people. Imagine you have the ability. All the people in Syria, everyone. All the people who are alone, who are in mental hospitals, So you imagine that. Now imagine you do freedom, now imagine you actually do it, one by one, over the course of countless eons, no matter how long it takes, no matter how long it takes, one by one. So you imagine that. While you embrace the possibility of freeing countless beings over countless eons, recall that there are no beings. All those beings and all your efforts are just your experience of life. Nothing more and nothing less. Everything drops away. Rest right there. In that open clarity. Nothing at all. But what a nothing. This is Awakening Mind. So this is Ken McCloyd bringing into a poetic language the union of compassion and emptiness. From this empty clarity, open to the world, so from this empty, empty clarity, so the empty clarity, the union of compassion and emptiness, open to the world, to the whole universe, you see joy and pain, beauty and ugliness, love and hate, confusion and wisdom, and everything in between, the whole panorama of the human condition. What do you feel? So, th- this is always so important in these reflections, in these attempts to approach that which is beyond all these words and it's beyond our conceptual mind that we. That we stay connected with our body and we feel. How does it make? What is happening? How does that feel? So, so not approaching this or I should feel. I should feel compassion now, or I should feel that. But how does it feel? What kind of feelings come up? Maybe you feel annoyed. Maybe you feel this is so stupid. Or may you feel. I don't understand what is he talking about maybe you feel touched maybe you feel hope maybe you feel overwhelmed maybe you feel anxious maybe you feel So so what do you feel a mixture peace and freedom on the other hand sadness and compassion on the other In your heart is a longing, a yearning to help all beings find a way to live in which they are not struggling with their lives, not driven by emotional reactions, not confused and bewildered about who and what they are and why they are here. This is also awakening mind. So if you um, if you have the book uh, you know go back to that uh, to that invitation and and see what happens So this is this was a like a poetic description of how it might feel, the awakened mind. So now, how to how to how to cultivate how to cultivate bodhicitta or how to discover bodhicitta, there are different practices to do that, to come to this experience, which you might wonder now, do I actually want to have that? It's a big, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a, it's, I mean, just to, you know, just to take care of one person is a big job. Just to open to one person a big job. According to the Mahayana tradition, Uh, to do this to open our heart to all living beings is the only way to be genuinely happy to really bring forth your potential so one of the uh, methods to discover that yearning in your heart is um, described in verse 10 every being has cared for you as your mother if they all suffer for time without end how can you be happy So, notice what happens when you read this. It's not an easy, uh, is not an e- easy sentence for us. Every being has cared for you as your mother. So, one possible thing which happens there is all the stuff with your mother comes up. And if they all suffer for time without end, how can you be happy? What cannot for us is then this kind of sense we already have that we don't deserve to be happy and we shouldn't be happy. That is certainly not not being pointed to here. So be, be, be aware, be mindful what happens when you read these verses. To free beings without limit... Give rise to awakening mind. This is the practice of a bodhisattva. So every being has cared for you as your mother. The the traditional way to connect with this kind of kinship with uh, with all. With, with all living beings a sense of connect being connected is um, to acknowledge the care we have received in this lives in this life and in previous lives And traditionally, what is being used is the care of the mother as a kind of archetype of that care, of that, of that uh, sacrifice, which uh, we probably most strongly can recognize in, in mothers, mothers and fathers. And of course, part of working with this practice uh, of a Sangha is uh, to maybe use this also to uh, to heal or to look into the relationship you have with your own mother. So when we do this tra- traditional meditation, where you are where you instructed to remember the kindness of your mother, what might come up for you is actually, you know, the things you didn't get, or the things where your mother was couldn't, couldn't out of certain reasons, couldn't give what what you deserve to 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 receive. She couldn't welcome you in the way you deserve to be welcomed, and that can give rise to sadness and longing and anger and. Uh, and all that must be part, must be invited into this process. So sometimes people jump too quickly into, yeah, she did her best, as a way not to actually hold the pain and connect with the pain and express the anger. So what I usually now, many years I I have done when I was guiding retreats or uh, like meditation days, then I would uh, guide this traditional meditation on on the kindness of the mother. And that would be something like, so you were were born completely helpless, you couldn't do anything for yourself. everything uh, was done by others. You wouldn't have survived even like the first few hours without the care of others Most of the time for us it was father and mother, sometimes someone else, but most of the time it was father and mother So we couldn't we couldn't feed ourselves. We couldn't dress ourselves. We couldn't go to toilet So it was the mother who taught us these things speaking you know putting on clothes eating uh, with an incredible patience and with a lot of uh, sacrifice because mother and father you know they you know they did jobs they didn't like they They give up their holidays or their good night's sleep for many years. They had difficult times organizing around your sicknesses and uh, your needs uh, throughout the years. And uh, yeah, so they taught us a lot. They did a lot for us. And they genuinely, want a, they genuinely want it and they still want us to be happy. They, they really do it in stupid ways. But uh, from, from their side, because they are locked in their own conditioning, they are locked in their own wounds, they are locked in their own family stuff. Uh, and, and they are struggle. They struggle just like you, they are just people, yeah, but uh, w- except with 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 uh, with the exception of a very few, yeah, and that needs to be acknowledged that that also sometimes happens. But most of the time, genuinely, our parents wanted us to be happy. So. This is like the 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 kind of reflection. Yeah? Uh, to to get a sense of the kindness of the mother. And sometimes if it's difficult with one's own mother, you can just you no know, look uh, you know around your friends and your relatives or you go you know you go no, you, you just you just look around in the animal realm, in the human realm, how much fathers and mothers sacrifice for their children. They, many many many, many fathers and mothers would give their life for their children. And they do. I mean, they do, all all around. If you you think about the refugees, many of them actually doing this for their children. They get into these boats because they feel they want to bring their children into a safe place. And that's that's the 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 power of of this uh, of this care of that kindness of the mother father father mother. So, what I then at one point turned to. Because I recognize the emotional difficulties to work with this meditation, and uh, I acknowledge that many of us have have not done, or are, are still in the process of you know, coming to a, a healing with their relationship with their mother and father. Uh, then, uh, then. I turned to broadening that meditation and I, I came across that uh, from another teacher. And what I usually do now is at this moment uh, of, the, uh, of the training is that I guide a meditation where I uh, invite people to scan their life and look at where they received kindness and care and support throughout the life. And then I invite them to kind of imagine these people uh, in front of them. Maybe some of you have done the meditation. I have it also on SoundCloud. Uh, so it's like then you know, there's the, you know, your family but then also all your friends you know, from, from, from childhood until today. And there's all your teachers you know the spiritual but also in school. And then there is all the strangers who have been kind Um, and then there is uh, even the strangers you have not met who know the people who have grown your food and who have made your clothes and who have built the buildings you live in and who have made the hospitals you are in and who is keeping up the social security we live in Uh, so Everything we have, everything we know, uh, we have received from others. We have very little, actually, original ideas. Well, it's, it's, it's our knowledge comes, comes from others. You know, how, to, how to read, how to use a computer, how to put on shoes, uh, I mean, it's how to go to the toilet, how to do your job, how to, you know, how to use the weight in the fitness center someone has to teach you someone, someone taught you so, and then now imagine all these people in front of you I mean it's like an ocean it's an ocean of people and of course some of them didn't have the intention to, to take care of you but they did anyway through their actions through their being through, through what they did so, it's it's a it's a reflection, opening to the kindness and care we have received in our life, and opening our heart and our mind towards that. Also, I mean, on a daily basis, it's just amazing. I mean, uh, if you if you turn to that, then you then you start. I mean, we are so hardwired our, uh, from our. From our, you know, from our evolution, to uh, to become aware of what's wrong. So that's our habit. That's, you know, we are. It's like that's what we do. So it takes some effort. That's why we need to practice this because it's like counter uh, counter countering our uh, neurological habit of looking at what's wrong what's lacking how bad people are we can't help ourselves it's in our biology so that's why this is kind of it takes some effort and some discipline to start to reflect in a different way to start to reflect on the goodness we are surrounded by and it's, if you open your eyes to it, it's like, it's, it's everywhere. Like, I mean, so many examples, just you know, yesterday I was in a bus and I, because I was not so familiar with driving in the bus, I forgot to press the button to open the door. So I got up and I stand by the door and the door didn't open, yeah? and I was standing there and then I said in English, uh, please can you open the door to the bus driver and he didn't hear me and then three or five, five people they shouted, you know open the door, open the door why would they do that? I mean they could just think I, I give a shit about this person I don't know him, he is German <laughs> I say, uh, no they get really like you no, know, it, it becomes somehow their problem they, they suffer a little bit with it and it's, uh, it, it's all the time like that no, in, 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 uh, and, and what is so amazing is people struggle so much I mean the people in this bus many of them have a hard time they are under pressure many of those people you meet in daily life They are actually in a constant kind of anxiety attack, because life is so difficult for them. Work, and looking after children, and not having enough money, and stuff like that. And still, and still they shout, hey, stop the bus! So that's every being has cared for you as your mother. So that's the first sign. And, and acknowledging that and then seeing uh, just noticing what happens. You know what happens in your heart. What, what is it what wants to respond to that and how do you want to respond? So if that then again it can very easily happen that it becomes like overwhelming and if it's overwhelming that is a sign that wisdom is lacking if it's overwhelming then then that is a sign of uh, a sense of a solid separate me which needs to ease the pain of solid separate others So this is the this is the the mystery. This is the this is really the the koan of the Mayana tradition. That's really the koan of the Mayana tradition. How to bring together emptiness and compassion? The the extreme of going too much towards emptiness would be something, Ah, oh, it's all empty, nobody is suffering. It's all like a dream. It's all, you know, it's all like an illusion. But the other extreme is there is really a solid, separate me which needs to save solid, separate beings. So that's why Ken McLeod says here, while you embrace the possibility of freeing countless beings over countless eons, recall that there are no beings. And this is exactly the the writing in the Prashanaparamita Sutras. The bodhisattvas, they want to free all sentient beings because there are no sentient beings. And when we hear okay there is no there are no sentient beings you know, notice what happens how that you know what what this is like realistic yeah so one way I think to get a sense of what it means to uh, embody this is to uh, to move like a soul in the Dalai Lama because there you can see it in action there's lightness and joy in life, and this presence and being embodied and the capacity to be completely open to the suffering of others. Completely open, completely acknowledging, completely there and holding the pain, but at the same time being free. If I figure that out, I will write a book. It will be a be- bestseller. So, from this, uh, you know, like the yearning to respond to this care and kindness, then from there comes then the intention of wanting to develop, to develop your capacity. Uh, So, meaning uh, a longing to free yourself from reactivity so that you can help others. And when this is in the center of your life, in the in the center of your, of your, the heartfelt mission of your life, like really in the center, kind of this everything starts to revolve around awakening for the benefit of others and it becomes more and more natural uncontrived spontaneous not without without the need to reflect it just becomes a way of living then 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 you then you are called a bodhisattva <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, that's the beginning for us. Yeah, so we are, uh, uh, we are, uh, we are baby bodhisattvas. Yeah. Um, there is a, there is a sense, or there is a, the, a teaching that the bodhisattva in you is actually something. you you discover rather than developing it so in the Mayana tradition it's being assumed that that is your true nature so one can have genuine moments of being a Bodhisattva for two seconds because it's already there then there's other traditions who say no it's like a seed it's a seed and it needs to be cultivated it needs to be developed, and I think uh, it's. Uh, it, 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 no. It's not that you know that you try hard to be good or. Or try hard to serve others it's more seeing uh, what are the obstacles what is where's is my fear coming from my my reactivity how can I dissolve the uh, how, how can I dissolve that which prevents me from living a generous life not like oh I need to be generous and kind of pushing and and being unrealistic and it's like fake generosity uh, because you want to pretend you want to appear as a generous person but rather uh you know doing reflections like this uh, the kindness of the mother and 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 healing that that wound assuming that there is so much goodness and generosity in you, that 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 is your natural state, and if you heal that, which the layers of conditioning which prevents that to shine forth. So, how how can you how can we heal that? How can we heal the layers, the 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 clouds which cover? The natural condition of generosity. Yeah. So let's have a break, and then if you have some questions uh, or some concerns about this, we uh, do that after the break. sit quietly for a few minutes. And reconnecting with your body and your energy. Just noticing how it is now here for you to be, how it is for you to be here. Acknowledging, appreciating that uh, this moment is surrounded by kindness, it's born from kindness. This room, the this place, this group, the teachings, the books. So, this, this situation uh, just now. surrounded by goodness. And without thinking about it, just feel the presence of kindness with your whole body. that you get carried away by a commentary Questions or comments, reflections on the on this first uh, kindness of the mother, bhuddicita.
1: Just look at your life, like look look at how much kindness you have received, and Mm. and now look at your behavior, and like
0: Mm.
1: like uh, why aren't you like giving back more of what you've received? Yeah. uh, Why are you so selfish, so lazy, Mm. so and 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 everything else?
0: Yes. uh, Good uh, good observation. Yeah. Yeah important that you say that. Yeah. And uh, in the traditional presentation of these teachings this might be even enhanced because it actually says in the teachings then look at you how how now you have received the kindness of your mothers and now look at you how you treat them. Yeah. So they actually uh, traditionally in the traditional text they they, they they use that as a skillful means to kind of give us a, give us a yeah, yeah but for us it's not helpful so what you meet there is uh, is your yeah. inner judge uh, is the sense of unworthiness is the sense of I'm not good enough uh, so when but it's good that you become aware of it.
1: It, it ignited some some form of uh, like, once like, okay, now I really have to become serious and like yeah, really put in a lot of effort uh-huh. in my practice. Because okay,
0: like,
1: but so so maybe that could be a that little part, bit good.
0: That part, that part is that's the purpose. Yeah, yeah. So that part is so. You, you can see there is some in that kind of would you say it's a kind of shame yeah So, and shame is actually in the Buddhist psychology uh, 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 a virtuous mental factor but it, it will, for us it gets mixed up with this kind of unhealthy poisoning shame in, with, with, our, with, with us, it gets very easily mixed up with, uh, with a lack in the trust of our goodness and lack of trust in our Buddha nature. So it gets mixed up in this whole thing of uh, unworthiness, the trance of unworthiness, and the trance of I'm not good enough. But that spark, what, what you felt, now that's a good thing. So I, I, uh, when I lead this meditation, I, dro- I have dropped this this part of saying, "Look at you now." <laughs> yeah. So, if it's uh, if I want to say something, I say something, and now feel into your heart, how do you want to respond? Yeah. But even that could be a bit too much. Then this can be triggered, the spiral of. And this this fire can go into hopelessness and depression, and, uh, and uh, yeah, definitely it's not a constructive. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it, this is a very good example on how we how we need to be really, uh, really aware, really mindful of how. Uh, of what these teachings and what these instructions do with us, they are meant as a as a way to flower and to open and to be. That's how they meant. But because they are being given in a different culture, at different times, in a different language, to different to people who have a completely different psychological makeup as us this different psychological conditioning so it's our responsibility not to go like this with these teachings but to go like this <laughs> opening opening circles not yeah a good question, how can we or how can we find that what you just described in the end like this kind of a bit of a because we need to push a bit, we need to we need to uh, go to the edge of our generosity and, and, and push a bit And becoming aware when the hungry ghost is there. With this uh, reflection on uh, on the kindness of the mother, this is also very cultural. Uh, the, the best meditation on the kindness of the mother. I gave... I was still a monk, so it's like seven, eight years ago, and I was in Mexico attending a retreat with Lama Sopa, and there were like 250 Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And I was leading this meditation. It was amazing! <laughs> <laughs> the crying and mm-hmm. the... and the, Because there it's... it's uh, it was much easier for people to just connect with the goodness of the mother. I don't, yeah. think it may, I, I don't know if, if it is that you, you are pointing out, but I think they are Catholics and mm. the Mother virtue. Yes, yes, Mary, that yeah, way. yeah, yes, that's part of it, but also but the, also in, the families, in the families, in the families, the, very, very the devotion to the, the mother and it's different. Okay, then uh, let's uh, look at uh, the other first, the Shantideva tradition. All suffering comes from wanting your own happiness. Complete awakening arises from the intention to help others. Therefore, exchange completely your happiness for the suffering of others this is the practice of a bodhisattva so this is uh, the practice of tonglen exchanging your happiness giving away your happiness and taking what you d- what is difficult so completely the opposite what what our Instinctual tendency is so. Our, our tendency is to want the best for us, and to get rid of that which is painful. So that, that's uh, that's our that's what our instinct says. Wanting to be happy, wanting the best for myself, and getting rid of what that what is painful and shantideva this is one of the famous verses of the Tara, where, where he says every happiness comes from being generous giving sharing and every unhappiness comes from a narcissistic preoccupation with your own needs, and uh, and that's something we, we can we can we should reflect on, or we could reflect on being aware of uh, the happiness we experience when we give, when we are generous, when we are open, when we trust, when we contribute to something which is meaningful for us when there's a kind of break in this narcissistic evolving up around our feelings and our problems and our uh, so to, to become aware of that and, uh, and yeah noticing that how how sometimes it can easily shift, the day can easily shift from being from this preoccupation with our own stuff to uh, connect, being connected with someone else taking care of someone else so this is one of the important uh, insights around how to be happy, how, how to be genuinely happy in the Mayana tradition that it is part of our makeup as social beings that we delight in, it lifts us up, it makes us happy when we do something for someone else. So this is probably one of the best medications for depression. For anxiety, for addiction, to uh, uh, to to to, uh, to break that 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 self-contracted mind, that self-centered mind. I, I'm not saying it in a contemptful way or. Because, of course, it's it's coming from this suffering, of, from that pain. Uh, but um, it is, uh, if we if we become aware, then we can we can figure that out quite quickly. how how, how different how different. How, 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 what a difference it makes if you feel you're doing you're doing something meaningful, and what is something meaningful? And what is the meaningful is to make someone else happy. Meaningful, what we feel is meaningful is that we do something where other people they enjoy that or they they appreciate that, and you know. It's like, simple things like cooking for someone. And we can't help ourselves, it's, uh, it's, uh, th- that is also in our, in our neurology, in our makeup that, that we that we respond like that. So the, the most Happy people you will meet in our life. We will meet in our life are, are those who do something for others, who, who, who feel, wow, the company I'm doing, I'm working with, it's meaningful. This is good work. It benefits others. My salary is not so high, and it's it's difficult, but yeah, I'm believing in this. I I know it's not a waste of time. I'm making a difference. So, the practice of Tongnen, that is like the, the kind of practical application of this verse. And I like the I have. Um, I've uh, talked about this quite often here before but I, just as a reminder maybe also as a reminder to, uh, uh, to actually uh, put the practice of Tongmen into your toolbox and, and really use it I like the presentation of Pema Chodron so if you want to uh, look it up then later if you google Pema Shodran Tonglen then probably you will find some uh, some articles and uh, so she describes the practice uh, of Tonglen in four steps and the first step is to reconnect with your Buddha nature to reconnect with uh, uh, with um, with with awareness with uh, the goodness so, what is important in the practice of tonglen that that you that you cut, that you connect with a sense that you can actually transform whatever you touch. So you are not starting with the little with the little me. For the little me, it's too much. So what you need to touch into, or what you need to connect with, is uh, the 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 what is called the Buddha nature, that which is bigger within you. That where your capacity for warmth and kindness and generosity comes from. So you kind of you, you don't come from here in the practice tongues, you come from here. And and there's different ways. So if we are If we are familiar with the teachings on Buddha nature and the nature of mind and the emptiness of mind, but we can also uh, do use the visualization like we could imagine that the Dalai Lama and the Karmapa are standing behind Mm -hmm. us, and and uh, it's like they they kind of bathe you in their Buddha nature in their compassion. And, and, and then and then you don't come from here no? but you come from, from this space you, so you, you, you start you feel the the support and the blessing of the Dalai Lama and the Karmapa just like there yeah? just like there so on the right the Karmapa on the left the Dalai Lama and then when you uh, when you uh, open yourself to the pain instead of rejecting it. You do it from this. You don't do it from here. And you, you have a sense. The Dalai Lama and the karma they can handle anything. Then uh, sometimes, uh, what I do in this uh, meditation is I invite people. To visualize a, a lotus and a diamond in the heart, symbolizing Buddha nature. So then again, you don't come from, ah, oh, this is all too much, and I'm afraid to to open to pain. You, you 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 connect with a powerful resource. Something where you feel that is indestructible. That can that is a powerful light which will never be threatened by anything so that's the first step and the second is to open to the pain to, to feel the the energy of the pain so uh, in the, in the if, if you would do it for one person for a uh, particular person and it's good in the beginning to start very specific, to do it with yourself, with one other person. Yeah. So the second step is to, if you do it for another person, if you do it for yourself, to really show up for the pain, to feel the pain in your body, to imagine how it would how it feels if you do it for another person, to walk in the other person's shoes. And of course you can do that because you know that pain, you know how it feels. So when you connect with another person's pain in that way, you also connect with your own pain, that's like, it's the same. And then the second step is, uh, the third step is the giving and taking and there one uses the breath, so with the in-breath you breathe in the pain and if you, do it from a, uh, if you do it for another person you kind of imagine maybe like a black smoke coming, uh, you breathe it in, you take it away from the other person. And while you do that, just before you start to do it, maybe you go back. To the, the Dalai Lama and the Karmapa, like really reminding yourself, you are doing you're doing this practice not as the little separate self. You do you do that practice from coming from Buddha nature. So then you take the pain, and there's different visualizations to do that. So you, you experiment a bit, maybe you read different instructions, and, and so you come up with with the way. The way it can it can work for you. Uh, quite often in the tradition they say you know you alternate the in and out breath, but think in the beginning it might be helpful first to kind of focus a bit on the taking, just do, doing that, like imagining the smoke coming maybe gathering in front of you, and you see the person, which could you which could be yourself or it could be. Yourself in the past, so you could do this practice with you as a child. You could do this practice with a difficult situation in the future, which you know it's come, it's coming, and you could also either uh, kind of step outside of you and look at you, like kind of you look at you and you see yourself and your suffering uh, to now, and, and so the, and then you do the that practice with yourself. So that's the and the giving is then to give what is needed relief light love and the, and with the outbreath. So you imagine nectar flowing or, or anything. If you do it with yourself as a child, that with the outbreath you can you can uh, give that child whatever. I mean, a, a different father or a grandfather or an angel or. Uh, feeling or you know whatever. I mean, you 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 know what she needed and so you do that. Or if it's uh, a business meeting next week, then uh, with an out breath, you breathe into the situation what is needed: confidence, kindness, light, healing. So you can really play with your imagination. Um, and how, yeah, what what really opens you? So that's the the third step, and and the fourth step is then to open this uh, to all living beings. So you you start with uh, doing this practice with yourself or with one person, and then towards the end you. You, you you see as best as you can you connect with the sense yeah this is this is this is for all of us so I'm not alone with this struggle there's countless others who are going through the same thing and and so then there's a sense of breathing in their suffering f- freeing all all living beings from their pain and breathing out what they need. It can be also a sense of that uh, your, your, your healing, your process of healing this, uh, your, your courage to show up for this in your own life, uh, to touch which we usually reject, to be soft to that which we usually are hard with, our pain. Uh, that that is that you kind of uh, do that on behalf of others. Like you you make you make your your working with this not a private thing, but you know you get a sense that uh, it's something you do for everyone else as well. So kind of a bit like symbolic in Christianity what Jesus did. So kind of. Uh, may through this may through my my uh, crisis may may that be a cause for all others to be free or what like if i if that would be possible i would you no know, i would i would show up for this crisis and uh, and be there for the for the benefit of all living beings so, so you, you break through this narcissistic preoccupation. This kind of it's me and my crisis, it's me and my problem. You, 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 you acknowledge the interconnectedness at working with your anxiety, with your depression. Is the gift for. For all the people around you, you're kind of an ambassador. In some, uh, I've read that in some, in some uh, tribes, that that is the attitude people have towards the members of the tribe who have. Uh, Uh, Like a psychological crisis, or like who, from the Western point of view, uh, would be called depressed or psychotic, or also that that the the tribe sees these people as doing this for the benefit of the tribe. So they are honored for that. And, and like respected and protected for that. And so that's the four steps touching Buddha nature, uh, showing up uh, and feeling the claustrophobic energy. like so that's like i mean this is this is really counter-instinctual. so what this means is like if you have a difficult situation in a relationship for example that that you that you show up for it you, you just this is how it feels I'm, I'm i i make myself vulnerable for this I don't try to fix it or control it or I try to avoid it or not, you know, blaming the other person for what is happening. Uh, and all this stuff we do not to show up and not to be there. And we do it with the in-breath, uh, so it's like, it's like really like, at this, I'm here. And so that's the second step, and with the third step there comes the giving and taking, with the in and out breath, giving with the out breath, taking with the in breath, and then in the fourth step this kind of opening uh, and seeing the interconnectedness with all with all beings. And. I have a guided meditation on SoundCloud uh, on Tonglen. Um, also there's one or two videos. Um, so there's different ways to do it. Uh, and at one point you, you, you kind of, you let it go a bit about the visualization and the in and out breath and can be kind of quite like uh, challenging so it becomes it becomes a kind of a more way a natural way to be differently there in in, in situations just like just like okay the in breath you 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 support uh, an opening to the situation as it is and with the out breath you give yourself and the person involved that which is needed and this could be like in the bus, in the watching the news, it could be having a conflict, it could be uh, you know, passing a suffering person in the street. Uh, so all these situations where our instinct says, like, it's closing. Don't look, don't feel, it's too much. Uh, don't Don't be touched by it. So, and and the practice of Tom Lennon and we don't need to make a big deal. We don't need to push with it or you know, make a big deal out of it. it it's just uh, it's just to, just to be more more there, more present, and yeah, and being inspired by by becoming one of those kind persons who can make a difference in our life just because they are I don't know they are a nice bus driver it makes a difference for me and I when I step into the bus and the bus driver looks at me I always uh, try to look yeah and just like yeah. so I want to be that path driver or that could be the inspiration so it's not necessary. I mean we are not talking about big things so that's the practice of Tonglen it can be practiced in any situation so it needs some creativity prob- probably but if, if there's anything bothering you in your life Let's see, oh, how can I bring tonglen into this? There's some, something heavy, something we struggle with, or how can I, how can I, what does it mean to practice tonglen with this? And so this is uh, this practice uh, could be that could be it for you. I mean this this could be this could be the end of receiving teachings because this is it it has everything it's it, it's to the, the practice it's the practice of cultivating kindness and it's one of the practices which really uh, start to dissolve the, the the sense of the separate me, because that's what you undermine with this practice. So the se- the I-thought says, no, 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 think about yourself. That's what the I-thought says. So uh, the, this practice is both. It's, it's a wisdom practice and a compassion practice. It's It's all in there. And it's something one can do in a, in a more formal way, a bit more elaborate, but it's very easy to bring this into daily life. And start with yourself, that is very important. And it can be like flashes, you know, like, just, it's just like, you know, today today I, when I, I mean, just one bus trip can be like an amazing (laughs) journey, right? I mean, if you're aware, if you're present, it's uh, like, there was, I was standing at the bus stop, and there was this old woman, she was just walking past, and she didn't have shoes on. And I was like, you know, like, wow, what's... Yeah, so that is the situation. There that, 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 that can be a flash of, like, instead of kind of being irritated and panic, and do I need to help, just, you know, to have more space. And then, and, and, and showing up for my feelings and staying open for that woman and then, you, so then see what happens from a, a bit more from a, from a bit more just being there. I mean, that does not mean that you need to be the savior or something, but just being there. It's uh, it's important that we acknowledge the power of uh, some friendliness, the power of some kindness. It's a lot. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm I'm good at it, but that's my inspiration, because I see what what a difference it makes for for me. Just the kind bus driver. I had two bus drivers. One one of them he looked at me and he even nodded, and I smiled and he smiled. I was so ah, because then you know he I acknowledge him that he does a job and. Kind of, yeah, and yeah, and he's like, he's also. I think it's also good for a bus driver to be to acknowledge that. oh, I, I appreciate your work. Yeah, and then you know you sit in the bus bus, you know, and then of course mothers come in and people make space and they come in with their, uh, and so then you can then you can reflect on the kindness of the mother and the kindness of the people. And it's amazing in the buses in Copenhagen they are all uh, <coughs> uh, uh, they are all uh, um, ready for taking bikes in and taking um, mothers with their yeah, with, with their pramps. This is not in all countries like that. Well, the bus goes even down, you know, on the side, <laughs> there's a thing coming out, <laughs> and the, the mother just whoops, you know, they, they not even need help, so they go, and then everyone gets up who's sitting there on this place, which is, and, and they, they, they have, so. that's, that's right. and then there's, uh, in Copenhagen, uh, it's amazing how many classes with little children are around in the morning in Copenhagen they they all go out I think it's just normal that they take their little group of the like four years old three years old and uh, so they come into the, into the bus and uh, maybe I should drive more <laughs> more <laughs> in the bus. <laughs> okay there was some someone, yeah get really irritated with all the markers on the bus and yeah. it takes a lot of time. I <laughs> 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 don't <laughs> practice. I get real, yeah, I get really irritated because yeah. it takes a long time. Yeah. Take uh, all the space that's a good example of the emptiness, yeah. yeah. That you respond differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then then uh, then that's a wonderful moment to practice man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you breathe in that irritation. Yeah and uh, you breathe out what is needed. Yes. Okay, so that was the two verses about Uh I will post uh, uh, this meditation on the kindness of others in the Tonglen meditation in our Facebook group so you can look at it again. And then uh, our last meeting, I think, is in two weeks. I think that's our last meeting for the, for this uh, time. So, uh, in the text, what happens now is there is uh, I don't know how many about ten verses or something like this around lojong, yeah, or around um, transforming problems. So we will start with that uh, next time. I guess we can only cover one or two verses, but. they are are all basically saying the same, just with different examples. So since we started with a powerful intention to be here tonight for the benefit of ourselves and for the benefit of others, then in the end it makes sense to kind of reconnect again and uh, to remember that intention and to rejoice in it, to feel like a satisfaction that you, you 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 took the effort, the time, the money to to be here, and to rejoice also that all of us came together. So it's 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 really special, and uh, and then we can have a sense of uh, uh, yeah sharing. Like we can send out a wish of uh, of. Uh, a wish that this evening becomes a source of protection, a source of healing for for all living beings. Kind of a, like a a stone, you know, throwing a stone into a pond, and there's waves going out. So that we have a sense that this meeting, this evening. Uh, radiates relief and kindness healing into all directions okay thank you very much